and roll. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and the Irish Film Festival in Ottawa gets underway. Uh, second weekend, or 13th to the 15th of, or is 13th to the 15th or 14th to the 16th of uh, April, whichever it is, Friday to Sunday, and uh, we'll get clear of that confusion. And a tremendous selection of films uh, lined up, and Patrick Murray is here with me, who's the executive director of the festival, in addition to Michael Canarns, and Michael's in Mullingar, County Westmeath, Ireland. Hafaltaroth, Michal. Ah. Walter Oates. <laughs> well, how are you doing? <laughs> doing good. So I'm not going to because there's a couple of Irish movies. Irish already. <laughs> You're okay. A couple of Irish movies, but we won't throw you in at the deep end. I, I, I should have had my uh, my wife and producer, producer film, Alicia. Alicia McGrawney is the Irish speaker in our house. She's the Gale Gore, so. <laughs> I was caught, caught napping there. That's all right. Um, Michael, you're the uh, director of The Sparrow, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm intrigued because when I looked at the uh, small blurb on it, uh, storyline is a um, boy who accidentally causes the death of his older brother and uh, doesn't know how to deal with the truth and convey that information. So consequently, is consumed, I would imagine, by guilt, fear, um, all sorts of other emotions. Uh, Tell me a little. Where where did this come from? Well, as you describe it, there uh, it's it's obviously a romantic comedy first and foremost. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I suppose the thing is, yeah, the film is about a an accidental death in the aftermath, and it's about um, a, I suppose someone dealing with a trauma and trying to overcome a trauma. Um, and really, at the heart of it, uh, there's I suppose it's a it's a Tragic situation, but at the heart of it is a family drama. It's about a family and essentially about fathers and sons and how they deal with each other and how they deal with their emotions and how they deal with um, traumatic events that happen in people's lives and whether they can get over those things. So um, I suppose while it's a, a somewhat, there's darkness in the story and it's a very intense kind of story about secrets and lies, um, there is a story of, of sort of hope at the end where... Um, um, you know, there's reconciliation and things like that. I could really relate just to the storyline, as I say, because in growing up, I think we all would have had that. Um, well, maybe we didn't, but, you know, I remember being told, wait till your father comes home. And um, you have that natural kind of anticipatory fear of authority in the home. And yet what we don't appreciate when we're growing up is how much love is there for us from our parents. So when I read the storyline, I could I could totally get how somebody could have accidentally caused something very serious. Because when you do it for something very minor, you're scared. But that something very serious has happened, and you're literally shaken in your boots with fear. Sure, sure. And apologies, that's my dog drinking from a bowl here beside me. So uh, <laughs> um, absolutely. And I suppose the thing is. You know, the story came from a couple of things. I had a, I, well, one, my father was a, was a guard and, um, a very different character than the, the, the father Larry in, in, in the, in the film. But, um, I suppose having an, a, an authority figure like that or someone who was a, so as we say, a respected member of the community, uh, and being a, shall we say, a bit of a tearaway myself, yeah. I kind of understood that dynamic of, you know, I was kind of constantly in trouble growing up and, getting 
kicked out of school and just generally being a bit of a, a nuisance. And so that feeling of that just knowing feeling of, oh, my God, I'm in trouble again is something that sort of I wanted to write about. And then um, I had this image of sort of came to me of two two boys fighting on a boat and getting into an accident. And that, that kind of that was the sort of springboard for the whole thing that I knew there was something in that that was really sort of there's something very strong in it and and once i kind of recognized that one of the boys lied about what happened and i knew there was a film there you know that's where the the film really is it's all about the sort of the aftermath and and and, and of that decision and what you do with secrets so yeah so that with the sort of uh the dynamic of the feelings of sort of yeah guilt and authority and all those things are all sort of yeah something i recognized you know from early doors that i wanted to kind of explore you know Patrick, uh, over to you. Yeah, so um, I, I've noticed like uh, this is your directorial debut. Before that, you, you've written films like uh, Strangerland with uh, mm-hmm. Hugo Weaving and uh, Nicole Kidman. Was it uh, always your interest to direct, or did you, or did you just write this story that was so personal that uh, you needed to direct it? No, no, it was always yeah. the, directing was always the thing for me. It was sort of a, uh, I kind of learned to become a writer through wanting to direct really, you know, just to find that no one's going to, very few people will give you a good script, you know, so you kind of, sure. start see it. so yeah, I end up going to, I mean, I studied originally English and philosophy in Trinity and kind of fell in love with cinema during that. Um, and I fell in love with the Neuville Vague and things like that. And that's what oh, I really nice. you know, opened my, my eyes to cinema. And, and then uh, I ended up doing, uh, studying in the National Film School in London and the NFTS studying directing there. So yeah. And then after that, I came back to Ireland, started making shorts, screen on shorts, that kind of thing. And then it's just taken me a lot longer than I expected to get the, my first feature made, you know, it was just, just tricky. It's always tricky to get the first one, you know, financed. Um, but yeah, so but it was interesting that I kind of, the goal was always directing, but then the writing kind of took over because, you know, it's a lot cheaper to, you know, get a pen and paper <laughs> or a laptop it's to true. make a movie. It's so, true. So, yeah, it's so true. that's how it kind of developed from there. Yeah. But the ambition was always, always considered himself a, a filmmaker first and foremost. And, and the writing is part of that. I think also just partly it's, it's, I always, the, the mantra, I'm a big Kurosawa fan and his, his thing was, you know, if you want to direct, learn how to write first and foremost, you know, become a storyteller. I think that's great advice. And actually, now I think I can think of Sparrow as being a kind of film that Kurosawa might be interested in as he was, even though he did these wonderful epics at times, but he was also very much interested in the human psychology. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, just the dynamic of, of the human condition, you know, and, and mm-hmm. at, at its extremes, you know, and life and death. It's all the cinematic stuff, you know. Are, are you happy with the reaction to it, Michael? Um, it's, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey so far because, uh, individually when the response that we're getting from, um, from screenings has been extraordinary. Like really, um, the amount of people who've seen it and come up to me afterwards or come up to me the next day at festivals and tell me their own personal stories or, you know, so we're getting, and I remember we had like an hour long Q and A session and we showed it in Thessaloniki in Greece and we've won audience awards in Spain and we won best first feature in Galway. So it's, it's, that's been great. It's just, without putting it down or anything, there, there's a, the marketplace out there is very difficult for dramas like this currently. Just, it's after the pandemic and 
streamers and all that stuff just it's it make it's really hard to get you know people to buy into these kind of films if you don't have mm-hmm. massive massive stars you know we've got David O'Hara on this who gives a magnificent performance and uh David people would know David from you know Braveheart and The Departed and movies like that but um and and Ollie West the lead gives a magnificent performance and he's just been nominated for an IFTA with you know in, in, in the company of Colin Farrell and Liam Neeson and all these kind of amazing greats. So it's, it's, but it's just definitely a difficult market out there. So that's, it's sort of schizophrenic. So we're really, really happy with uh, how it's playing and, and the response that we're getting, but we definitely uh, like to get a bit of love more from the old marketplace. And Michael, you mentioned the challenges that are confronted when you want to do your first full length and getting the money for something like that. Given that, the last three years have been particularly difficult for the artistic community. Had you additional challenges to cope with then in order to bring this to fruition? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah, we shot it during the pandemic um, and we were very lucky. We had Screen Ireland supported the film from from basic treatment stage, a very early outline. And we had Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and RTE came for a little money. So it was was one of, you know, ourselves and maybe the Colin Kuhn and a couple other movies have the last few years have been financed totally from Irish money, which is great. Um, so that, but, but the pandemic then became, yeah, we were supposed to shoot it. We were going to prep in March, the end of March, uh, 20, 2020, 2020. When did the pandemic hit? Yeah, 20. It was basically, you know, six weeks before full lockdown. So we had to stop and then we, you know, obviously had to wait for a whole year before we could do it. And then, you know, it was, you know, it's really, it's really tricky getting, you know, basically the hardest thing was crewing and finding a lot of the of the people I would work with regularly who had committed to the project, you know, just because everything was moving around. It was really hard to get crew and, and get them down to Baltimore particularly. But but we were incredibly lucky with the people we got. We got such an amazing crew eventually. Um, and we had an amazing time down in Baltimore. Like people were with we a real family, family vibe down there. Because, you know, as I say, the whole thing was shot around, you know, 20 minutes every, all the locations were about 15-20 minutes from the house and it was written with that in mind you know so we were trying to make something really efficient so yeah hugely hugely challenging to make something in the pandemic and you know in very kind of remote place but um, we were incredibly lucky with the people we had and with the with the cast and crew so delighted to get through it really you know I know for myself I I really wish that uh, Canada had something in place like Screen Ireland. The closest we have is telefilm. We have the National Film Board, but that's really more concerned with documentaries and the mm. like and uh, kind of uh, promoting Canadian scapes. But uh, a telefilm would be more like Screen Ireland, but doesn't. Mm. You know, uh, one of the, it's really the lifeblood of our festival in a way is, is usually the core films that we show have received money through Screen Ireland. And uh, it's such an excellent program, or such an excellent department. I guess it would be, it's not not officially a government department, though, right? It's separate. Well, it's a state department. It is a state department, yeah. But they do great. They do amazing work. They're they're expanding, and they've got a great team. And, yeah, that's that's, we're we're very lucky to have them and, and to be supported by them. So, you know, and I think... You know, there's 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 a really good co-production agreement between Canada and Ireland, and it'd be there great. Is. There are more films shooting over there, but I know you guys, yeah, you guys have so much of the Hollywood industry shooting there, really, isn't it? That's the that's the like that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, we have so, the elephant next to us. Michael, between from when you started filming to when you were able to say 
cut. Um, how long did your filming schedule run? So we had a we had a five week schedule um, originally that you know basically because of COVID we had to cut down to twenty two days about a few few weeks before we started that so that made it really tricky um, and five weeks you know it's it's a really tight when you're dealing with I think if you're five weeks is enough time to make a film if you're you know a few characters in a room and you're doing that kind of movie but when you've got water and other things we were dealing with, you had a lot of ex- exteriors. Um, it was very challenging, very challenging indeed. So, uh, yeah, that was my my big learning thing. And this one was never sh- never write anything in water ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because, you know, they don't, what is it? They say I never work with children and animals. And here on Colleen Kuhn is, Colleen Kuhn has a child and you're, you're dealing with their youth and, um, the um, Banshee of Inish Aaron has uh, a donkey. Um, so what's coming out of Ireland at the moment is challenging the the, uh, the mantra. Indeed. Well, we're uh, idiots of ants somewhere along the way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Patrick, do you want to give us the coordinates and the, t- the times for this? Yes, yeah, so the Sparrow is playing on uh, Saturday, April 15th at the Arts Court in the Alma Duncan Salon, salon at uh, 5 p.m. And uh, tickets are on sale. And, um, I'm uh, sorry, I, I would love to be over there. Um, yes. We love Canada, and I, we've, with myself and my wife, I've often thought, you know, maybe we should move. But then on hearing how, uh, how Screen Ireland is, is not is not the equivalent, then maybe we won't. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'd love to be over there to, to, to see with you guys and um, meet the audience afterwards. Uh, as I say, it's it's uh, the film is... It's 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 a powerful. I think I think it's a powerful piece of work that people seem to really respond to. So uh, it's it's it would be great to see it over there with you guys. But unfortunately, I'll have to stay in Mullingar for the for the time being and then head back down to West Cork. Well, the irony of all that is, of course, is those of us on this side of the Atlantic want to head over to go to Mullingar and to go to West Cork. <laughs> definitely, oh, definitely. Michael and Patrick has been tremendous connecting with you guys, and uh, thanks a million for taking the time. Absolute pleasure, guys. Yes. Lovely to meet you. See you Lovely again. Lovely to meet you as well. Thank you, Michael.